Martin banks it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the TC Martin Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. Time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain, T.C. Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Fartzell. Right up front, Yager, finished side of the net. Score! The doctor is now in. Happy Monday to you. Glad to have you here as uh, we recap a very, very busy, exciting Las Vegas weekend. Golden Knights going to the Stanley Cup final. We've heard that before, haven't we? All right, looking forward to that. We will talk about the Aces getting the rings on Saturday night. Aces win Thursday, uh, rather Saturday. They win Sunday. They're 4-0. So they get the rings. The Golden Knights get the trophy. The cup, I should say. But don't touch that cup, Marco D'Angelo. Don't touch it. That's a bad superstition there. We'll get into that. All right, plus... NBA finals are set as well. Stanley Cup finals are set. We got a lot to hit on this Monday afternoon on the TC Martin show. Did you get your ring? No. No? No. Still in the Cracker Jack box. Oh. <laughs> no, staff gets theirs a little bit later. I figured. So yeah, Saturday night was uh was players only. And uh everyone else uh, a little bit later on. Now, I mean, you were you expecting me just to Rolling here like flash and bling in your face today. Is that what you're thinking? I was expecting. You think I was that it? kind of guy. Really, really. <laughs> Even Marco's like, really. Come really? on. Is that what you think? Uh, that's I just, what you expected. That's what, uh, that's what I know is going to happen. You thought I just like rock in here. Thought I'd pull an Asian goat. I'm I'm expecting that day for you to have like the full on Kramer look. Oh yeah. The cane. Oh yeah. The fur jacket. The fur coat. Should I do that? You should. In a 112 degree temperature with a fur? You should. You I, I should? Yeah. I could pull that off, you know. The Technicolor dream coat? Yeah. 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 I'm a, I'm a top hat uh, and tails guy myself. There you, you go. Know. Yeah. Pull yeah. it up. With the cane. Yep. Yeah. My, my, my good times cane. Yeah. My name is Lenny. I got plenty. That's good times. I G- know what it is. Jimmy Walker. I know. Back in the day. What was that pimp's name? I, I love that guy. We played that before on the we, show. We yeah. did. We did do that, didn't it? We? Was Lenny. It was Lenny. It was Lenny. That's right. Yeah. Find Lenny oh. when you get a chance. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Marco D'Angelo in the house. Our bookend man on Monday and Friday. Wait, I'm so twisted. You said Monday. I did say Monday. You said Monday. Is this Monday? No. Do we got to start the show over again? No. I'm but it's kidding. not terrible Tuesday. It's not. You know why? Why? Because I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> That's questionable. <laughs> So no one, you. So this is why I didn't prepare a terrible Tuesday because I thought it was Monday. What happened to yesterday? I've been so dang busy. I don't know what's going on. Lots and lots of music, baby. Lots and lots of music. Oh man, we did have the music yesterday, Marco. When you were rolling around uh, feeding your face, did you actually turn on the show yesterday? Because we uh, replayed the uh, the song fest, one of the most popular episodes in show's history. I sadly missed that. When I was riding around, I was listen, listening to the pregame of the hockey game on my route to where we were going to watch the game and have a yeah. little food. Uh-huh. And you know where. Of course. <laughs> of course. All right. Good man. All right. So, yes. Uh, happy Tuesday to you. Man, uh, the days are flying by. Yeah, it's been a very busy, crazy week, uh, obviously, with the opening weekend of the Aces, back-to-back games. You know that team had three games in four nights, and you rarely have that in the WNBA schedule. And you go back-to-back games on Saturday, Sunday. We had the ring ceremony on Saturday. We'll get into more of that next hour as we'll touch upon that. We'll play you some audio from Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray, so hang tight with that. We've got NBA Finals preview to talk about. We'll recap what took place last night with Boston uh, melting down again against Miami. We'll get uh, some sound for you from that uh, post game with Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, and we start talking a little Gold Knights. But first, welcome my friend Marco D'Angelo, the bookend guy, which is this is kind of a it's not, what do you call it now? It's really not bookend. It's You're, a bookend because it, it's it's your first day back here. Yeah, and it'll be your last day okay. here. All right. 
We just got like maybe some some thick dictionaries at that, that left end of the the bookshelf. I think that's it. I have some audio if you want it. Yeah, some audio. Yeah. Okay. What do you got for me? Say, hey, mama, my name is Lynette. And if you can't get it here, then there can't be that midnight. Now I got some cough drops and potions and cups of hot tatty. I'm not ear, nose, or throat, but I can fix your whole body. I got a hot water bottle. If you want it, you can take it. Or a whole set of bedpans, just in case you can't make it. My man, lady. Speaking of which, as you uh, probably know, Marco, I saw Jimmy Walker Friday night. I did see several pictures he posted. <laughs> Jimmy Walker, JJ. It's been a long time, and I forgot that he was in town. I didn't know. I didn't know. And um, so I said, "No, I got to go see Jimmy because we got a little history together." It, it was funny, but uh, yeah, Kid Dynamite uh, performed at the Westgate in the Comedy Cabaret Friday and Saturday. And uh, then at the end of the show, he starts bringing out his Kid Dynamite T-shirts. Twenty-five dollars. I thought it was Lenny for a second. It's only twenty-five dollars. I'm keeping the cost down for you guys. You've had a busy weekend. You were everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I did. Did manage to get some food in. So there I you saw go. that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Golden Knights, get it done. All right, full disclosure, my friend. Did you have the Golden Knights last night? I did not play the game last night. I thought night. you actually did. You know, when you were texting me, because I know you were pretty happy about everything, I thought you might have might have had, had it. So I didn't use the game. If I would have used the game, uh, I gave out on one of the shows we did a free play, but it didn't make it to my card. I went with the under. I thought we would have the low-scoring game last night. And, and I even said it on the, uh, you know, when I did the show in the morning, I said, well, then somebody goes, well, if you like the under, why not take first period under? Because that's usually been a a good bet, except <laughs> in the night series. Yeah. Every game they're scoring in the first period, and then they have then it slows down. You look at the in game, and you know the in game numbers up after the you know couple quick scores, and then they barely get to the opening total, which was five and a half. They got there with the late goal, making it uh, four to two in a six goal final. But I am just happy that why I was happy is. You know somebody in my household is a diehard fan, and she doesn't take losing well. So I did not want to have to sit through the pressure of a game seven, and uh, you know, rooted the Knights on last night, and what a game they played. And you know, it's ironic the two games that <clears throat> Dallas's uh, captain got suspended, they win. Mm-hmm. The the game he played, game three, was the pivotal game with his actions. It was really nailed them with that right. five minute and they got penalty. blasted in that game at yeah. home and then the game he comes back they get blasted unbelievable yeah all right so that's good so you got lucky last night then um, <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm not talking about from a betting standpoint <laughs> i can neither confirm nor deny those accusations. happy wife happy happy life you know <laughs> oh You know, what, you know what kills that mood? Mom visiting. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Then we mother, just... Mother-in-law and stepdad. <laughs> when you get that, that's when you get the old record scratch right there, buddy. That's what you got. You just cut that off right there. You got the jams going. You got the mood light going and this and that. And then all of a sudden, then you get the... <laughs> All right, six nothing. The final last night. William Carlson two goals and an assist. William Carrier, Jonathan Marcheseau, who's been fantastic this entire series, really the whole post uh, season. What nine goals? Phenomenal, downright demolition of the Dallas Stars. And like you said, two their last two home games. Well, two of the last three home games they had in Dallas just obliterated. Crowd not a factor again, and we were. Talking about the Laker, was a Laker crowd when in that when when they got blasted, right? And they just headed for the exits. Much earlier, um, let's just say evacuation there in <laughs> Dallas. The whole third period, 
Nothing but empties. Mass exodus. Wow. <laughs> but give credit to the people that did stay in the stands. Um, you know, they gave uh, the Golden Knights, unlike, remember, the first game the in Dallas, you know, some of the fans were a little unruly and, you know, kind of put a black eye on the Dallas fan base. But the guys that stayed to the end, uh, they gave not only the Knights a good ovation, but they gave their team the final, you know, farewell to the season. So mm-hmm. it was good. Um, Pete DeBoer didn't look happy <laughs> at all through the game. I found extra pleasure in, in that win. You know, yeah. we obviously you want to win, but going to the Stanley Cup final and going through Pete DeBoer kind of was, you know, full circle. And, and I know it was tough for him and, and he was classy after the game, you know, with his statements, you know, still a lot of friendships in that locker room uh, on the other side of the ice uh, for him. So he gave everybody, you know, what they needed and good luck and moving on. Hope they bring the cup home and we'll see what, what happens. This town's getting spoiled. Yeah. Big time, big time. I mean, he's two Stanley Cup final appearances and, only a six-year existence. And like I've been saying, it's it's deja vu from that 2017-2018 season. It, uh, it it definitely feels that way. And here, again, home ice advantage again. Now, we understand that you know, this is a very tough Caps team. But remember, the Golden Knights had home ice advantage back then as well. And I even forgot about that myself. Didn't they win the first game? Won the first game yeah. and then lost the next four. Yeah. And then, of course, Washington celebrated at T-Mobile Arena on the Golden Knights ice in game number five. But man, it, no matter what, you know, two Stanley Cup finals appearances in your first six years of existence, that's like unheard of. And, you know, you mentioned Peter DeBoer. Again, none of us, you know, we've talked about this before, not a fan of his, just didn't feel like a right fit. And when they missed the playoffs altogether last year, the Golden Knights dismiss him. But let's go to the other side. Bruce Cassidy has been phenomenal. No one really quite knew what to expect with Cassidy. And I remember having on, you know, Gary Lawless and some Golden Knights insiders going, you know, back when he was hired. And they go, no, this guy's good coach and this and that. Never understood why Boston got rid of him. I mean, you lose a game seven and you fire this guy. Sure, Boston comes back, has a fantastic regular season with the best record. And as we know in the NHL, that means absolutely nothing. That, that's actually a curse. You know, weird how many curses and superstitions there are in the NHL. Just like, you know, the Golden Knights. Oh, oh don't, don't touch the Clarence Campbell cup. Don't touch it. Can't touch it. That's a jinx. That's a superstition. And Cassidy goes, well, you know, I understand you guys, you know, you know. You, you want to pass it around? I'm fine with that because I'm not a superstitious guy, but Marsh is so no, no, no. He made sure nobody touched that because, you know, they the, did I, in the first, the first trip. Derek England touched it. Yeah. The captain of the Golden Misfits back there. And he got a lot of blame for that too. You know, I'm not a superstitious guy. That makes me sick when people are superstitious like that. I, I have some, you know, I once, <laughs> a college football season, I wore a particular shirt one Saturday and I swept the board that day. I made sure I wore that same shirt for the next I, I five, get that. the next five Saturdays. Yeah. Cause that, that was, you know, it worked, you know, yeah. you have routines. We know it wasn't a Pitt Panther shirt. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what shirt was that? You know, it's. I can't. Is it hanging it. up in your in your wall of fame? <laughs> no, I got. I got this it. was my five week run back in the day. <laughs> this is my shirt. You didn't frame it, no, autograph I, it. I, I've done. If I've gone to a certain restaurant on a Friday night and, and you know had a good Saturday, hmm. we're going to that Friday, going to that restaurant. Oh, the so next I know night. I know where you went last night. So is that going to be the, the well, routine it was, it, for every away game? That's it. It, you it, know, is, it worked. It, it worked. Yeah, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. It's going to happen, right? Yeah. Games three and four. I, I can see it right now. You're going there. There's, well, you know, I'm there at least twice a week anyway. So the odds are good. And that was, I had to maneuver last night, you know, cause I got moving parts at home. I, you know, like you said, we got to keep the missus happy, yeah. happy wife, happy life. But mom and dad are in town and they wanted oh, to go somewhere, gosh. somewhere to eat when the night's game was on. Okay. So, you know, I know just the place we can go. <laughs> And they actually, and they liked the meal. You know, you they know did. what I got. You know what I got. They weren't too bougie for that place, huh? No, no, it was good. That's liked it. Good deal, man. So everybody was happy. Good. Total demolition. Crowd not a factor. The tone was set early. 
The Golden Knights fired 16 shots on goal in that first period. Dallas only has, had seven. And the majority of those seven came like in the last four minutes of the first period. But this game was you know, d- decided early. But anyway, I want to go you know back to Cassidy. He has been great. It's been a great fit. Transition for him. You don't see him boisterous. You don't see him patting himself on the back. I mean, he's just like he's going for the ride here. I mean, really, that's kind of what it's like. Kind of like the way Becky Hammond was. Becky was going like, hey, you know, uh, I know I get a lot of credit. She goes, but hey, Chelsea Gray's the, the coach of this team. <laughs> you know, I got Asia Wilson. You know, now I got Candace Parker, Alicia Clark, I got all these other, you know, I got, I got Kelsey Plum, I got Jackie, yeah, I got all these all stars. And Becky's going like, you know, hey, and that's the way I kind of see it with Cassidy. I mean, Cassie has come here and he, he's made some great, you know, lineup moves, additions. I mean, don't how much credit he gets for the goaltending situation because basically it was kind of like by default. I mean, he inherited Robin Leonard, <laughs> you know, right? Exactly. And then you, you get Logan Thompson, who by the way was at the, uh, the Aces game over the weekend on Sunday and, uh, Aiden Hill has been played out of his mind. So you kind of fall into that, but the way he's managed this team has really been good. And this is a guy who's been here before. He he understands what Stanley Cup finals are all about and had that success in Boston, but does it kind of blow you away how you know, you get to a seventh game and oh okay, you're fired. It that's the market that we're in now. I mean, let's flip it to the other way and look I'm at not the saying nuts. it's right though. Oh no, it's it's not. And we talk about all of the success that the Knights have had in their six year history. Okay. Five playoff runs out of six. This is the you know Third time to the cup final, to a Western Conference finals. And here's the other stat, though. They've had three coaches. Yeah. Okay. You think about the franchise three guys. And again, I always go back to my roots. I've only had three football coaches in Pittsburgh my <laughs> entire adult life. Yeah. Okay. Insane. From, from teenager to yeah. the old guy that I am now. Yeah. Just think, think about that. And as successful as the, could you imagine if we had the expansion club and we didn't have that success the first year? I mean, the, if could you have been go, a nightmare. Yeah. The one thing that Cassidy, to me, what I saw from watching him during the course of the year compared to Gallant or DeBoer, it seemed like the team bought into his system more so. They're, you know, you, they played, for the most part, here and there, a couple bad games, maybe coming off of, you know, a long road trip, satisfying win. I know they, when they came home, remember when they bet, beat Boston in Boston, they came home that first game. They were flat. Hey, that was the big road trip where they had all those wins in a row. So, and the letdown was there, but every time this team has had a bad game, almost to a fault, they've come back with, you know, High octane, it dominated the next game. And they took, they ended the crowd in the first few minutes of that game last night. It was quiet. You're, you're playing for your playoff lives and it's quiet. And the other thing with Cassidy never seemed to make excuses. Last year, when we, DeBoer, every press conference at the end of the season always mentioned the injuries. Well, yeah. I mean, they were debilitating. There's no question. Yeah. We had as many injuries this year, maybe not as long to some of the key people, but they didn't have Stone for the last, what, two and a half, three months? Right. Okay. And he got back in time for the playoffs. And, you know, we can't belabor the five goalie situation that we had this year. That may never, ever be repeated by an NHL team to have five different goalies post winning you know winning numbers when you think about this too you mentioned the gold Knights have had three coaches in six seasons and all three are tremendous coaches okay none of them may have great personalities i know a lot of people in the media just you know they they don't like coaches that are quiet or whatever i loved gerard gallant and if you get a chance to know gerard gallant he he's you know kind of got that sarcastic sense of humor. Mm-hmm. He was a great coach. He really was a great coach. And look what he did this year. Yep. I mean, goes to the Rangers and, you know, playoff run. I mean, they didn't go two deep, year, but, you two know. Two years there, he had, they were in the playoffs both years, yeah. and he's fired. Yeah, exactly. And, and But he did not deserve to lose his job here. I mean, 
And look at what he took over. Like you said, an expansion team. But that was called the Golden Misfits for a reason. Yes, you had Mark Andre Fleury, your boy, and he's your cornerstone, right? You know, you know, be one of the most popular players in this franchise history, even though you know the majority of his career is with Pittsburgh. But it's you had castoffs. And for what he did and how he handled that group, I, I can't say enough about him. And he got the, the, the short end of it. Five or six years they make the playoffs, like you mentioned. The one year they don't. That's Pierre DeBoer. He's gone. Okay. Didn't seem like a great fit anyway. But again, he was one of those guys that were, you know, he, okay, he's available. Got rid of Gallant. And I don't think the Gallant thing was one of these things that they had planned. And it's like, there was some behind the scenes stuff there. They said, you know what? We're not going to, we're, we're going to make a move. Uh, but a very good coach. And now Cassie comes in just, after fresh being fired <laughs> and he's doing a, a fantastic job. So yeah, kudos to him, but kudos to all the golden Knights coaches, because that's usually not the case where you have three coaches in six years, but you're not having some interim guys or some coaches that really stink. All three of these guys are very, very good coaches. You mentioned that first year taking over the misfits. He was kind of misfit himself. If you remember the <laughs> yes. way the way he got dismissed, wasn't he at Florida? Yeah, where he got fired? on the tarmac. Yeah, the airport. Yeah, I, uh, so, sorry. So I had definitely had it. You're fired. Uh, uh, you got to get back on this plane. Goodbye. Yeah, terrible for a coach of his his stature to be that way and not even be you know like I said not even be able to fly back with the team. That was you know. He had something to prove and, you know, and that it just meshed well with all of the, you know, the players. You got a, a coach that somebody didn't want. You got players that people didn't want and didn't protect and, and it worked. But Cassidy this year, this team hasn't had those ups and downs and those swings. They've never made an excuse with the injuries. It's always been from day one, next man up. And even in the finals, now a lot of people question his line lineup change on uh saturday's game when they uh put you know adiamo in or adamo micah put him in and took uh teddy bluger out right and it didn't show dividends on the saturday game but he stuck with it on sunday or monday yesterday i got my day screwed yeah, up too. I, who, uh, yeah can't blame you holidays do that to you and you got a big goal from him yesterday in right. that line. You know, he made a couple moves. So he's not scared to tinker with lineups whenever, you know, he thinks he needs to push the right buttons and he has pushed all the right buttons. Mm -hmm. But the guy that really, you know, we can't talk enough about. Let's talk about Aiden Hill mm -hmm. and what he has done. This is a guy that came in cold for, you know, Broussois when he got hurt. How many people immediately thought when Broussois went down, it's done? Because Aiden Hill has never been on this stage. Brassois wasn't either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's again, just it's the next know. man up. Yeah. But who's going to be the happiest guy at the end of this season? Win or lose the cup? Aiden Hill's sitting on a major payday after this season. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Hill stopped 23 shots yesterday. Uh, phenomenal. It does help. Takes that pressure off you when you jump out to a big league yeah. and you get those goals at the other end. But uh, he was tested a few times. But, hey, swatted away 23 shots. And you would think that a team would have more shots on goal than 23. And we've seen this with Dallas. Uh, Golden Knights just took it to them. When you, you really think about it, they just took it to them. And I understand that you know there are people who are thinking, wow, look at this. I mean, Golden Knights are up three games to none. Dallas wins game four at home. They go to T-Mobile. They win game five. Uh-oh, could this be the beginning of the end? The Gold Knights never let that happen. I mean, just again with 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 the first goal and then piling on on top of that, and and good. We talk about the Golden Misfits. Good for Carlson with the two goals and assists yesterday. Good for Marsha So, who's what nine goals now in this postseason. Phenomenal. Uh, Carrier scores as well too. You know, happy for Riley Smith and Shea Theodore. Uh, again, you still have what you know six guys. You know from. That's Stanley Cup team in 2017, 2018. Uh, very happy for them. And do you get the feeling that, you know, again, they do have home ice, uh, that many people, and we're going to get into this series and we'll talk about the Panthers here in a minute, but just don't you get that feeling that it is the Golden Knights series to lose? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, what Florida's got going, and again, every one of the Carolina games were coin flip games. You know, Florida, but Florida got, you know, they got just what they needed. They got enough goals to win that and win that series. Their goaltending has been unbelievable, but they haven't faced an offense like the Golden Knights. That's the one, the key thing whenever you're trying to prepare a game plan to face the Knights. They legitimately have scoring power all the way down on all four lines. You know, we saw in the Dallas until the last couple games, it was only Robertson's line that did any damage at all in the, in these playoffs. We saw it in the Edmonton. Once you got past the two, you know, big guns for Edmonton, they weren't getting any production. We get it on a, every night. It's somebody different. And we haven't even talked about, uh, you know, Stone, you know, he did what he needed in this series. He wasn't as big of a factor in this one as he was in the Edmonton series. But how about Jack Eichel? Number two player in, in the same year, you know, with McDavid. First playoff game, you know, run of his career. And he's gone all the way to yeah. the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's got to be just, you know, in what I like about the team you know, and even Cassie said, we're going to, you know, we're going to, they're going to have fun tonight. You know, we got a few days off, have fun tonight. But you look at the players and they're all focused. It's like every interview they do, it's nothing about what we did. Mm-hmm. There's still, there's still four more games to be won. And I love that mindset. Sounds a little familiar too. We talked about the Miami Heat in that mm-hmm. situation. That's the way, uh, the Heat have been this postseason. And that's, uh, the way they were yesterday, you know, again, uh, after the game. Not really wanting to celebrate. Hey, our, our job isn't done here. But uh, I'll say this: you know, when you look at the Florida Panthers, you talk about that they haven't faced an offense like the Golden Knights. How about the Boston Bruins? I mean, they beat the Boston Bruins. Granted, it was seven games, but Boston, one of the most potent offenses in the league this year, and they stuck it to them. I'm telling you right now, and again, this isn't to be, you know, you know, negative Nelly or whatever you want to call here, because I'd love to see the Golden Knights win. Obviously, we all do. We, you know, been covering this team since the inception, you know, from, you know, now in year six. But the Florida Panthers are no joke. If you think that just because they're eight seed, they're no eight seed, just like the Miami Heat. No eight seed. No joke. Forget about that. They swept Carolina, swept Carolina in the Eastern Conference final. They beat Toronto in five games, and they eliminated the Boston Bruins, who thought they were going to win the Stanley Cup. Everyone thought they were going to win. They were the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. You eliminate them in the very first round. So do not sleep on these guys. They are well-rested. They are focused. And you talk about what the Golden Knights, you know, what Florida's going to be facing in the Golden Knights offensively, Marco. I'll tell you what the Golden Knights are going to be facing. The Hottest or best goaltender in this postseason right now for Florida? Oh, there's there's no question about that. He's he has absolutely stood on his head. And here's the thing to put in perspective: how you said, you know, they're not an eight seed. It took them the final game, final day of the regular season for them to get in. And you know what clinched it for them to get in? The Pittsburgh Penguins, as a four twenty favorite, lost to Detroit. And then lost the other game. They lost two games back to back to finish the season. The other one was either Columbus or Chicago. But we're talking the same thing. I wonder how you remember that number minus four twenty with the Pittsburgh Penguins that you know two and a half months ago. I wonder how you remember that because it was embarrassing (laughs) to you had your the Penguins had the playoffs. They controlled their own destiny. All they had to do was win those two games Mm -hmm. against two of the worst teams in the league. And minus that at home. And they were in that Detroit game, because obviously I watched a game, you know, rooting for the Penguins. They were down two or three nothing at home. That doesn't, that's not supposed to happen, or we wouldn't be looking at Florida today. Mm -hmm. 420. Yeah. Really? Today's not April 20th. I don't care. 420 every day (laughs) for you for you and rvd (laughs) craziness we'll talk more about uh, the golden knights uh, victory last night and uh, look ahead game one will be saturday 5 p.m t-mobile arena the knights a dollar 34 favorite in game one they're 
pretty substantial favorite to uh, win the series. We'll uh, dive into that today. NBA playoffs. We're going to hit that. We come on back. The Miami Heat. The Florida Panthers. What's happening in South Florida here in the early phases of summertime? Get ready. That arena is going to be rocking on uh, both the phases there. All right? We talk NBA. We talk Aces getting their championship rings and uh, improving to 4-0. we got that coming your way next hour. Chuck Esposito will join us from Red Rock. We'll talk about the handicapping aspect, the betting aspect with him a little bit later on. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house for you on this not-so-terrible Tuesday. Join us on Friday. See, that's coming a little bit quicker this week because today's only Tuesday. I got to keep reminding myself. Yep. Our Friday home at the Westgate of Las Vegas inside the world famous Superbook. Always a great time there. Appreciate the quarterback joining us last week. Quarterback slash catcher slash, I don't know what else to say. Jay Schrader. That was uh, always fun with him and Jay Cornegay. Had the Jays last Friday. Marco D'Angelo in the house as well, too. And uh, come on out, see the show live on Friday. And uh, we'll be hyping it up as we get ready for game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. T-Mobile Arena inside the Fortress Saturday night. The Florida Panthers, the Vegas Golden Knights. Game one, Saturday, 5 o'clock. Game two, back at T-Mobile, Monday at 5. And, of course, uh, we'll have game one of the NBA Finals that will start on Thursday night at 5.30 p.m. So, Friday, we'll be recapping that, previewing the Stanley Cup final. And, of course, it will be a very busy time, crazy busy weekend, as we well know. So uh, looking forward to uh, Friday's show, as we always do, always having fun. Who says there's a dead time of sports, Marco? There are no dead time of sports. Not anymore, no. Uh, the playoffs in June, you, you've got the two two big leagues with uh, hockey and uh, NBA, and baseball's in full swing. And, you know, now with the popularity of the WNBA growing the way it is, you've got that all summer as well. Mm. All right. Uh, let's talk a little NBA playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals last night. Miami beats Boston 103-84. to a simple, I don't want to say a no-show from the Boston Celtics. I want to give Miami all the credit in the world. Miami, I've I've talked about this team, how I love their composure, that Eric Spolster is the best coach in this postseason. Close second. If you want to go 1-1A, it would be Michael Malone from Denver. Both these guys very experienced, but especially Spolstra. They, he has been calm. They've been cool. You have a leader like Jimmy Butler. Even though Caleb Martin's had a fantastic series, he's just continuing to to get better and better in each and every game. He had 26 points. Jimmy Butler had 28. Could probably make the case that either one of those guys could have been MVP, but they give it to Jimmy Butler. But man, uh, Miami as an eight seed, a team that comes in, comes through the play-in tournament, and they defeat the number one seed out east, in Milwaukee, then take care of business again in round two, and then you're facing the number two seed, the Boston Celtics. Uh, you, you you beat them. You, you jump out to a 3 nothing series lead, and then Boston came back and won games four, five, and six and had home court advantage. And I know there are a lot of people out there that figured that the Boston Celtics were going to close the show here. After all, Marco, you only had history on your side. 151 consecutive times. 151 and 0 was the record of a team that had a three games to none lead in the, in a W, rather in a NBA playoff series. And the Miami Heat spoils that party. They didn't spoil it on a buzzer beater. They spoiled it in demolition, derby demolition style. First quarter, jumped out to a lead, put the pedal to the metal, blown them out at halftime, blew them out in the second half, 
Boston made a couple runs, got it to as close as six, then got right back up to eight, then went to 10, stayed in double digits. 103-84, a 19-point destruction by the Miami Heat. And there are so many reasons why I love this because I don't like the Boston Celtics for their style of play. They've been one of the most disappointing teams in the postseason. A number two seed with home court advantage in every series, yet they have a losing record at home in the postseason, unheard of, and they've gotten blasted in games. They should have lost the Philly series. They were down 3-2. Philly beat them by nearly 30. And then they get down 3-0 to Miami. And Miami... You know, let's Boston get back in the series. Credit Boston because they're shooting the three. Well, but what happened yesterday, my friend? Like I said, over and over, live by the three, die by the three. 19 for 42 yesterday from three-point land. Nine. Nine, I'm sorry. Nine. Thank you. Nine (laughs) for 42. 21%. Good night, Irene. Congratulations, Miami. Yeah. And, you know, yes, there was an injury at the beginning of the game, which I'm not hearing it. Yeah. It, it was, it definitely, it hurt them on the defensive side even more, I think, because they, they sent everything at him. He could, he couldn't defend in the game, but you can't take him out. What, what else were you going to do? So, you know, you played an injured player. Kudos to Miami and Boston. As you said, every series, they kept finding a way just to sneak through. And everybody assumed, oh, they forced that game seven, going back to Boston, all the history of the garden and all of that. But like you said, 150 and oh teams that were up three, three oh, go on to win. That's a, that's a big stat to overcome. And okay. um, Miami didn't let it happen. I'm going to squash this Jason Tatum injury stuff. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> this isn't a shot at you. This is everybody else that's out there. Okay. The injury to Jason Tatum, that's not why they lost. Okay. They lost because they couldn't beat Miami in any of the three games prior. All right. Getting blown out in a couple of these games as well. You have home court advantage and it's a convenient excuse to say the Jason Tatum injury. He didn't leave the game. Do you know how many minutes Jason Tatum played yesterday? 41 minutes. He played 41 minutes. He didn't play 14. He didn't play eight. He was totally fine. You didn't see this guy limping out there. No. You know why they lost? They lost because Miami wanted it more. Miami was loose. Miami came out focused. And even talking to Celtics players after the game, they said the exact same thing. I don't want to hear about Jason Tatum being injured. Yeah, he came down on his ankle in a jump shot, the, the, the first possession of the game. Okay, came out for a little bit. He played 41 minutes. He had 14 points on 5 of 13 shooting. He was horrible shooting. All right, it's got nothing to do with his ankle. He had 11 rebounds. You're not going to have 11 rebounds if you're on one leg. He had four assists. No, he got outplayed. Mentally, Maybe he was gone, like we've seen him mentally being gone. We've seen these second-half collapses, these fourth-quarter collapses from the Boston Celtics, game in and game out, just not in this series, but in every series in the postseason. A guy plays 41 minutes. He's your best player. Don't use that as an, as an excuse. He was fine. Everybody out there is hobbled. Jimmy Butler's been playing 40-plus minutes every game. Jimmy Butler had to sit out a game in the last series, all right? We saw Gabe Vincent having to miss a couple games, too, as well. You suck it up. You play through it. And he did. He sucked it up. He wasn't very good. Marcus Smart wasn't very good. All right? None of them were very good. Jalen Brown certainly wasn't any good. Mr. 8 for 23 and playing no defense. Boston stunk on their home floor this entire postseason. And it was evident yesterday that the better team won. I'm not discrediting anything that Miami's done. I just I think that if he doesn't roll his ankle, it's a closer game. They probably how do we know still, that? You know, how do we not know that? Be- because he played 41 minutes. <laughs> you act like he got he just got they blew by him on he, on every trip. 
just I mean, he was a liability. He's been a liability healthy in this series, hasn't he? We're always ripping this guy mm. because he can't shoot. How about the five turnovers in the last few minutes, the last couple games? That's I, Jason Tatum. I can't argue because I, the Boston Celtics, they were putrid. I feel bad for you, but you know what? I'm going to throw some darts at your way, too. Yeah. You sat here and you said on the show on Friday, I'm done with this team. I want no part of this team. They stink. I, I said I didn't trust them. I, I gave I I gave him a shot yesterday. I hate to see you lose. I hate to see I, anybody I hate to lose. See, I hate to see I, I, me it, lose. It, it makes you it, – it's frustrating because I've been in that same position yeah. with you. And you say you're not going to do it, you're not going to mm-hmm. do it, and then you do it. I, I've been off this team forever. I bet Miami in every game this series, you know, and I, I didn't win every game, but, uh, you know, it's uh, um, came out ahead. I just kicked myself that I didn't take the plus money with them and bet them in the series. I said when it started, don't sleep on Miami. I love this team. They're the better coach team. I love Jimmy Butler. They're focused. They weren't happy. You know, going up one nothing. they weren't happy going up 2-0. Definitely weren't happy going up 3-0. This kept staying focused. And, man, I love their attitude again yesterday. I can't disagree with you, but I'll tell you what. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to be breaking it down, you know, all week. But this is a bad matchup for Miami. I don't think they match up well with Denver. Denver brings something different to the table than Boston did. Denver's not going to sit out there beyond the arc and just be hoisting threes all night. They can take the ball inside. What are they, what are they going to do with the Joker? How are they going to handle him? He's going to get his, his point. You didn't have, yeah, you had a couple isolated games from certain Celtic players, but did anybody, did you go into this series saying, Oh my God, I, I fear this guy or I fear that guy. Well, how, what are we going to do to neutralize him? Boston doesn't have that type of guy right now. Denver does. And I think Denver having the time to sit back. We'll see what happens in the first game because you have that question all the time. Rest versus rest, okay? Is it a plus or is it a, a minus when you sit that long? Miami had to play full tilt, right? Right to the very end. Does that take its toll? I think it would have been a bigger factor with Boston moving on. It would have taken a bigger toll because, let's face it, if you're shooting everything from the outside, and if you're if you're a tired team and you don't have your legs under you, that's going to hurt a three point shooting team. There's no question about it. And maybe that was part of it too with with the bad shooting yesterday. Because Miami's good defensively, but have we ever talked about Miami's defense during the regular season? Like, oh, you don't want to go against the Miami Heat? No, they turned it up. You know, in the playoffs, there's no question about that. But it's not a defense going in that you you know actually fear. I think they're going to have matchup problems with Denver. I can't lay the price for the series. You're looking at Numchuck's favorite number for the series. Most places has them at minus 420. Wow. I have said that I believe it's Denver's year, but the more that I watch Miami, especially in this last series, I'm not, I'm not going against Miami. Uh, conventional wisdom does say this. The game one, especially when you have the, the home court advantage, you're well rested. It's usually a blowout. It's so hard for a team to come back after a big emotional win, especially in a game seven win. And then they got to travel and they got to travel from Miami to Denver. Not an easy trip. And you got to deal with altitude. Okay. Those are all going to be factors. And if this game was say Saturday or Sunday, I, I would uh, kind of throw it out the window a little bit, but you just get done late night, Monday night. Okay. And now you're going back to Miami, and now it's Tuesday. You got to travel tomorrow morning to be there for a Thursday game. That is going to affect Miami. There's no question about it, at least for game one. They're going to be at a disadvantage. But then again, you know, um, a team goes seven games. It is what it is. Denver's well rested. So advantage Denver with that. But I'll say this you're right. They don't have an answer for Jokic. Jokic is fantastic. Ben Adebayo, he's an Olympian. He's a he's a he's a presence down low. He will be better against Jokic than say Al Horford would have been for Dallas or for, for Boston um, or anybody else for that matter. So I have seen Denver play a lot. 
Denver does go in these streaks where you look at them and you go, wow. They got Jamal Murray. He's, he's got it going now. You got Jokic. Um, there are other pieces of the puzzles that they have. They got a pretty deep team, but then there are these moments when Denver disappears and they disappear for long periods of time. And I'm not saying that Denver isn't a great team, deservedly number one seed in the West, but the West, as we know, had a lot of injuries with the Warriors and the Lakers and the Grizzlies and that sort of thing. I don't know how Denver is going to react after being off 11 days. Think about that. 11 days, I mean, that's insane. You've lost every bit of momentum you've had. Now you've got to start rebuilding chemistry, and it's going to take you a while to probably get going because you're practicing, but... Man, that's not game speed. Miami, from going back the last, what, three, four weeks of the regular season, they've been in playoff mode. Every time they hit the floor, it's like, bam, playoff mode, it's focus. And you didn't see them celebrating yesterday, just like the Golden Knights. Didn't see Miami celebrating because they said the job isn't done yet. I'm going to say, my friend, this is going to be a series. I'm not sure how I'm betting it, if it's just a game-by-game thing or whatever, but... For people just to think that Miami is an eight seed and, you know, they went the seven game war with Boston. Okay. You can say that. But if you've been watching this team play all season, especially in the last three, four weeks, you know that they are going to come to play and they are not going to get blasted. You can get plus 325. You want to take them for the series? I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do. Um, but I'm just saying there's a lot of value with that bet. And there's a lot of value, just like there was against Boston, where you're going to be getting nearly double digits in probably every game that's going to be played in Denver. And I will not be afraid to play Miami when they go back to Miami, you know, for no. those games. And well, and you know me, you, you talk about the problem, you know, being in game one for Miami. It's not an automatic if Miami lo- loses game one that they come back and remember that stat that yep. I told you all through the playoffs and it has been absolute gold again this year. Home team in the second game of the series has been good mm-hmm. and I'll need, I'll need a very good reason not to back that, you know. So let me give you another one for Miami here. You know, no one's really talking about this. At least I haven't heard it that uh, Tyler Hero is going to be back for the finals. <laughs> And that's a huge plus, even though they've been doing this without him. And it does give, you know, Jimmy Butler and Gabe Vincent, you know, a couple extra days to, to rest up. But Hero's been cleared to come back and play. Now that just adds more depth, you know, to their bench. And then you got guys like Caleb Martin, who's been fantastic. Like I said, he could have been the MVP of this series. So here's another thing with Miami that a lot of people, I believe it's four or five players on this team, they have NBA Finals experience. Yeah. They got experience. Denver doesn't. They don't. But Back against the wall mentality, Marco. I mean, I buy into that, man. I use that, too. And and when you have that mindset, and Jimmy Butler is your guy that's saying, hey, follow me. This is how we're going to play. I mean, when you play with that intensity, and when you play with no one has given you a shot, and you have proven Every team you've faced wrong and you've beaten them, I'm not getting off them. Nobody's talked about Miami all during it. I mean, they were an afterthought in the regular season because there were so many, you know, power teams in the East. You know, you had Boston all year, you had Milwaukee, you had Philadelphia that it, there were many times during the season and even during the playoffs that you thought this was a legitimate. NBA championship caliber team. They just couldn't get over the hump. You had Brooklyn when they had, when they were healthy and had all the pieces and everybody was playing nice together. Uh, you know, Brooklyn was a force at, at one point of this season, but we never really talked about Miami. They flew under the radar all year in, you know, and I've said it over and over again. There's not one player more valuable to a team, in my opinion, than Jimmy Butler is to Miami. Other teams, if you take the star out for a few games, they got go-to people to go to. Miami doesn't. All right, let's go to Eric Spolster and listen to what he had to say after the Game 7 victory at Boston last night. It happened last year, you know, uh, obviously 
was on our mind and it, and it drove us th this year and that's what you always hope from, for competition that uh, it can drive you to a higher level uh, and I think that's what you saw in this series this year uh, to be able to have to overcome a, a lot of stuff. We have uh, a bunch of guys that just love competition. Just drop us off anywhere and compete for it. Like put ourselves out there open to all the criticism and, and everything but hey it's got to happen between these four lines. We don't care what the rest of the world is saying. We don't care who who's criticizing who. You got to line up in between these four lines, and let's figure this out. Uh, and I think that's the nature uh, of this team that I think you know a lot of people respect. What a tremendous job that Eric Spolstra did, and um, some of the teammates, some of his team, were crediting him with this pregame video and speech and he goes he, they asked him ernie johnson asked him what it was all about and he goes ah, i don't want to get into that it's not about that it's you know but it is it's about how you motivate it's about you know what you say and jimmy butler said it before he goes we're going to be back here they lost in the game seven to boston last year mm -hmm. you know had a chance to go to the finals and they're back here again here's what butler had to say after the game I'm just confident. I know the work that we all put into it, so I know what we're capable of. But nobody's satisfied. We haven't done anything. Um, we don't play just to win the Eastern Conference. We play to win the whole thing. Jimmy Butler, phenomenal uh, performance again last night, 28 points. Not happy. This wants to go to the final and win it. Give Miami all the credit in the world. And then on the Boston side, this is a team – that has now lost four of the last five conference finals appearances they've been in. And Joe Missoula, like I said, this you got you got a mess of a situation there. Okay. You had a mess of a coaching situation. He comes in, he's not the guy. And I'm not sure that that, that team has the right guys. Of Tatum, he's a great player, but Marcus Smart, you don't know what you're gonna get with him. And you know, other guys. As well on this team. And we talked about, I mean, Jalen Brown, this is a jump shooting team, man. They're an inconsistent team. Uh, this team needs some retooling, believe it or not. They got a big contract they got to make a decision on, too. Yeah. 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 All right. We come back. Uh, we will talk a little bit more NBA, NHL, the Stanley Cup final set, the Golden Knights. Uh, they will be at home on Saturday night. A little more on that. We'll visit with Chuck Esposito over at Red Rock. And we come back. Aces getting the rings and Aces showing they got back to back on their mind. Mm -hmm.